I'd rather listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And it's another fact versus fiction, guys. Two in a month. How fucking lucky are y'all? <laughs> Seriously. So this is the third in the um, sort of BDSM slash kink trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there's three episodes, but they, they kind of all group together. So this, it's this the is Trinity. the third one. It's the Trinity. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Yeah. So we started with consent and all the, you know, the fun things that you can do with that, but all the ways that you should be incredibly safe is incredibly important. Then we went on to what the hell is um, SSC and rack? What do they mean? Are you a prick? You should be. <laughs> I was so proud of that. Sandra, <laughs> that. I'm so proud of it. Um, you know, so we covered some of the more in-depth things about BDSM and how to keep yourself safe and play safely and da 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 da. And here we are in the the final installment part three, which is aftercare. And it's real fucking important, y'all. And I'm going to tell you why. And if you have listened to our consent episode, you will remember that in that episode, Sandra informed y'all that my my research document was five pages long. Well, this one's seven. Mm -hmm. So, I guess. Mine says eight. What? I see eight. What? (laughs) Oh, you know why? It's because I added added some extra spaces. Because you added all those fucking spaces. (laughs) Or else it would be seven. Or else it would be seven. Yes. Right. Now you have to put the Yorkshire warning in the description now because you fucking inspired that in me. It's because you put all them fucking spaces in it. I did. It is seven pages long. She mm-hmm. put spaces in it, I right? It was my it. document. And she went, I want spaces ready to be able to read. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it would have been seven. So it, it is seven. I am counting your spaces. It is seven pages long, right? So buckle in, get a cup of tea or, you know, like if you're driving or cleaning, just be aware that we'll keep you busy for a little while. Mm-hmm. Couple of things before we start. Disclaimer: I am by no means an expert in BDSM. I am just a mortal that knows some stuff. Always do your research before delving into the world of kink. Be safe. Be sane. Make sure it is consensual. Disclaimer: The second. I am also not a sex expert. They won't let me pass the exams, guys. I keep trying. It's fucking rude. This episode is for entertainment slash fictional writing purposes only. It is not intended to replace actual medical advice. If you have any concerns about your intimate health, please contact a professional doctor. We are not doctors. We are not medical people. We are not experts in any of these things. Please speak to a real fucking professional. Disclaimer three, the return of E.L. James. I'm sorry, that made me laugh. When I say dom or sub anywhere in this document, please assume that I also mean switch because there are people out there that assume both dominant and submissive roles. We call them switches. And this information applies equally to them as much as it does to a, you know, just a dominant or just a submissive. So assume, assume switch as well. This particular document is not very, it's not particularly gendered because anybody can be a dom, anybody can be a sub, anybody can be a switch. But I do try to use gender neutral terms, such as assigned female at birth and assigned male at birth, because not every woman has a vagina and not every man has a penis. So we don't play by those societal rules and i suppose i should probably get started so aftercare first question what is it 
And when I say aftercare, I'm talking specifically about sexual or intimate aftercare. Because if you Google aftercare, it tells you about like after operations and stuff. Mm. So not that. Specifically, you know, it's sexual intimate aftercare. Aftercare is a broad term for how you and your partner support one another and check in after you've had sex. The term comes from the kink community. We have them to thank for it. So that is that is all it means, basically. And although the word aftercare is primarily associated with BDSM and kink, as we get into this document, you'll find out that actually it's in a lot more places than you would ever think it is. Mm. So why why is it needed? Aftercare tends to your physical, emotional, and mental needs. Some people may wish to add spiritual needs to that list as well. That is obviously very subjective. Depending on what your flavor of kink is as well, you know, sometimes injuries can happen. Consensually, of course, if if an unconsensual or accidental injury occurs, you should be stopping the scene and dealing with that immediately. Don't just keep going. The other reason that people in the kink world advocate for aftercare so much and it's it's considered so important is that it helps support people with any hormonal drops that can occur after an intimate or intense experience. So one of the things about, and again, this, this particular thing applies specifically to kink, is entering what is called um, subspace. It involves like a massive spike in sort of, you know, adrenaline, cortisol, oxytocin, all those kind of, you know, like pleasure hormones, um, adrenaline hormones, things like that. They all spike to take you into subspace, which is a great place to be. But what goes up must come down. So mm. they spike and then they drop. And some people can have, you know, anxiety, shame, mixed emotions when that drop happens. Um, and we will we will get into that a little bit later down the line. So Wikipedia, bizarrely, does not have its own page on aftercare. You think it would. Wiki has a page on fucking everything, but it doesn't. But from the BDSM Wikipedia page, after any BDSM activities, it is important that the participants go through sexual aftercare to process and calm down from the activity. After the sessions, participants can need aftercare because their bodies have experienced trauma and they need to mentally come out of the role play. So again, as with subspace, depending on the kind of scene that you're doing, the kind of role play that you might be doing, example, a rape scene, which um, we covered in the episode about consent, that's a very intense headspace to be in and you need time to come back to yourself, to your base level where you are not in that mindset anymore. That is why aftercare is so important. Moving on again. I feel like I always start every one of the... You guys must know when I get to a new section because I go, so. (laughs) So that's what aftercare is. That's why it's needed. And there are different types of aftercare. So physical aftercare, this is always going to be your first priority because wound care is always your first priority. Whether that is, you know, bandaging actual physical cuts or injuries you know anything like that that is obviously that is a first aid issue that must be taken care of immediately but also if someone has been bound or suspended their muscles are going to be stiff they're going to be sore you should really be kind of trying to massive massage some of that stiffness and soreness out bruises you know arnica cream all that kind of good stuff so first aid should always take that should always be the highest priority So that's why physical is most important. And then that comes top of the physical list. You should pee. Everyone should pee after sex. Some people are not up to going to the bathroom straight away after sex, but it should be 
front in your mind when you're thinking about this. You just just pee. It like evolved. It avoids UTIs. Like everyone should pee after sex. Other types of physical aftercare, hydrating, kind of like not true caffeine-based energy drinks, but like sports energy drinks with electrolytes and things like that are generally preferred. You know, you sweat. There are various other fluids. You know, just try and bring your body back into balance. Eating. Uh, sometimes it's just just a little snack in the moment. Sometimes you're going to plan to have like a meal after you've showered or whatever. But you should try and eat the words. Keep warm. Again, with a drop in adrenaline, sometimes the body will almost go into shock. Um, and keeping warm is a really important part of you know dealing with that. Wrapping up in blankets for the weight or the pressure. Not so much for the warmth, but some people like that you know, that kind of restrictive pressure. Obviously you can achieve this with cuddles and things like that, but sometimes you're on your own. And again, we'll get to that later on. So you burrito yourself, give give yourself that sensation. Take a shower or a bath, you know, things get messy. You just clean up. And sometimes you just feel better after a shower. So those are all kind of physical things that would constitute aftercare. And can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this and is I not Carly lectures everyone. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if this is I don't even know if I'm gonna know how to phrase this correctly and I don't even know if it's gonna make sense, but can this stuff like does there have to be an end scene and then this stuff happens? Or does it like does it have to have a definitive we're out of the scene now aftercare can begin, or does some of this stuff sometimes occur during say the role play Mm. does that make sense it does it does and it can you know you can especially if a scene is going on for quite a long time you know you can take a break to have a drink or maybe Mm. a snack you know Mm. without you know necessarily fully breaking out of the scene and a lot of that comes down to a good dom who is watching out for their sub and you know you can incorporate that into the scene quite easily Wound care, see, that's difficult because, again, if it is accidental or not planned for, the scene should be stopped immediately and that should be dealt with. Right. But it's kind of, you're kind of like, kind of like shoveling while it's still snowing. You know, yeah. if you stop to like patch up wounds and then you're just going to make more, making making sure the environment is warm unless temperature plays part of the scene, of course, that's usually a good shout. Yeah. Um, yeah, eating, hydrating, break to pee. You should not. Like you, your scene partner should be fine with you just going. I really need to go to the bathroom. You know, like you, we're grown adults. Nobody should need to ask permission to go to the bathroom. But again, that's dependent on your scene partner. I guess I'm thinking too, Plus, like because I know we talked about. I think in the last one for when we talked about consent, which isn't going to be in the order, and we were talking. You mentioned mm-hmm. like you know role play if there's like a a, a rape scene, and I'm thinking of. What if something needs to be reprocessed for this person in this scenario? And maybe it ends, you know, they want it to end in a different way, but still be part of the scene. Does that make sense? Like, I guess, and that's just a matter of communication with your partner as to what the expectation is, you know, start to finish in this thing. So it's Mm -hmm. just all about communication and consent like that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think I think the idea the idea a lot of people have and this this seems to be an idea about sex not just about scenes is that it's over when everyone's had an orgasm. And mm-hmm. sometimes not everyone needs to have an orgasm. Right. Um, looking at certain parts of the the 
the population and the demographic <laughs> it's over after one person's had an orgasm mm-hmm. but that's you know that seems to be like the sex is done when everyone has achieved orgasm and everybody's happy that is not necessarily the case you know a scene can continue after an orgasm it can stop before an orgasm but there usually is a moment where something changes and we move from being in the scene to being done with the scene and we're starting aftercare mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know some some of it can be ongoing like i said a drink a bathroom break um mm-hmm. if you are changing um positions if a dom is, is changing the positions, they can like just give you a little bit of a massage to try and loosen up your muscles or your joints. You know, a lot of this stuff can be incorporated, but there should, you know, there should be a definite shift so you can start to adjust your mental state mm-hmm. between we are in a scene and now we are done with the scene. Right. So right. Okay. does that answer? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So that covers all. Well, it's not all. These, these are not exhaustive lists. These are just some of the more common things. Mental aftercare some people like to just be quiet and and sit quiet and they may wish to sit with their dom or maybe sit alone it's kind of important that you don't leave a sub alone after a scene is finished even if they don't want you to provide them aftercare in any way you should make sure that they are okay before they leave don't just be like all right see you but we'll mm-hmm. get to that. But some people like to just sit quietly. Other people like to talk, um, you know, putting on relaxing music, things like that. Things to just soothe the mind as well as soothe the body. And then, of course, we have the emotional aspect, which ties in really closely to the mental thing. So cuddling, check-ins, is, is everything okay? Does anything hurt? You know, talking, you know, Sometimes you talk about the sex and how how great it was. Sometimes you just talk about nothing. You know, just pillow talk, just just talking, just communicating helps restore a sense of normality in this situation. Not that it is abnormal to do anything BDSM or kink, but I mean, when I say normal, I mean bring bring you back down to your normal, like your standard base level when we're talking about the hormones and the intensity and mental state and things like that. Mm-hmm. Praise from the Dom, you know, you you did so well for me, you were perfect, that's exactly what I wanted. Ditto reassurance. And sometimes just, you know, just time together. You don't necessarily have to do any of these things. Apart from wound care, that's fucking important. Don't let someone leave you. If you are a Dom, don't let someone leave you that is like actively bleeding. You know, mm-hmm. fix that. You, you, you know, you made it, you fix it afterwards. But, you know, sometimes just just time together, just existing in the same space is what some people need. There is no right way to do aftercare. There are wrong ways, but there is no right way. So none of the things I've just covered, they're not checklists. You don't have to do every single thing. They're just examples of different ways that you can perform aftercare. They're not exhaustive lists, though. There are various other things. And communication is key. Because some people, your instinct in this situation, my instinct would be to be very soft and very gentle and, you know, treat the person as if they were a little bit fragile. But some people may not want that. That Mm -hmm. may not be comforting or soothing to them. So communication is really, really important. The same way you would communicate about boundaries and things like that within a scene, you should be communicating about the way you need to be cared for after the scene you know mm-hmm. the whole thing about this thing and it gets i think it gets forgotten so much in vanilla sex and vanilla relationships is fucking talk to each other you should not be doing anything 
with people that you can't communicate with. That's how people get hurt, yeah. you know? Yeah. So just talk to each other. As I discussed, certain things do take priority. Injured, you know, injury, wound care, massage of limbs, things like that. That's all should be top of your priority list before we start getting into having a cuddle or things like that. Also, like hydrating is really important afterwards. Don't don't be like, we're going to sit here and then we're going to have a shower and then I'll get you something to drink. Like get them something to drink. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. A dom may choose to check in with a sub in the days after the scene. Uh, these check-ins can be in person, but obviously that's very dependent on the relationship that you have with your dom, you know, real life and what's going on, you know, all those kind of things. So texts and phone calls are really common and really important. Sub drop or dom drop, and we'll get into that in a minute, can they can happen days after a scene. They don't always happen immediately. So you're a good dom should be checking in over sort of the following days after a scene to make sure that the sub is okay and that no drop is occurring. And, you know, if it is, the dom should be there to help manage that. Okay. So that's kind of all the different different kind of ways that you can do aftercare and, and things that can happen and things like that. So, but what if what if you're by yourself? So, you know, in an ideal world, a dom would do exactly what the sub needs. But that sometimes that's not the case. You know, people are very different. The way they communicate is very different. And sometimes someone cannot give you what you need. So this information applies to if you are just alone by yourself or if you have a dom that is absolutely kick-ass in the scene but cannot give you what you need aftercare, there is no reason not to look after yourself. You can and you should do aftercare for yourself if you are alone. And, you know, some of the things that you think you can only get from a partner, you can do, albeit it's not going to be the same, but you can do it by yourself. So as I said above, blankets for weight and sensation. If you enjoy being cuddled by a partner, but you you are alone for whatever reason, burrito yourself. It gives the same kind of sensation. Make sure that you have a drink and or snacks ready before you start. Make sure you have cleanup supplies ready before you start. Take the time to actually fully come down. So I am sort of specifically talking about like masturbation, solo masturbation, things like that. Take the time to actually just, you know, just be in the moment, as Mm -hmm. it were. Don't just leap up and be like, shit, I got to do laundry and blah, 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 blah. You know, just breathe. And if you have been engaging in more kinky things by yourself, no shame. We're not here to yuck your yum, you know, that shit's all great. But again, if you have wound care, top priority, okay? Look after yourself. Make sure you have supplies on hand, first aid kit, blah, 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 blah. And I would say, even if you have seen with a partner, if it's a partner that you don't live with, you know, you're going to be alone at some point very soon after the scene. You should have like a a first aid kit, you know, accessible to you because bodies are weird, man. Sometimes things happen. Yeah, just in general. It sounds like you need an aftercare package sort of like situation yeah yeah and have it like you said readily available and not something where oh i might need this if you're going to be responsible in this situation then you should have it Mm -hmm. ready to go okay do they have one of those things like checklists like besides what you had up top (laughs) okay they do okay they do 
they do have there are various aftercare checklists i will okay. i'll bob one down in the links there's a lot of links for this one guys mm-hmm. um because it's not as it's not it's not as subjective as mm-hmm. say um our episode on on ssc versus rack you know that was that was quite subjective so i could only kind of point you in ways to go further research but this is this is a bit more cut and dried this is a bit more of these other things that you should be doing so there are plenty of plenty of links and things like that in the description and i will because it's good add to fiction them. research material too so it's yes good yes indeed so that's kind of just because you're by yourself you should still look after yourself you know you're a fucking you're a goddess you're a god you're a you're you're an uh, a non-gendered entity look after yourself be good to yourself you deserve it you as good mm-hmm. people you deserve to be looked after a lot of this information is geared towards subs which does kind of make sense because they usually are the ones that are having things done to them um nobody look at junkies and the way that i'm playing around with that please because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very counter to what i'm what the point i'm trying to get across here but what about doms? Doms don't get as much attention, shall we say, when it comes to aftercare as subs. And, you know, logistically, that does kind of make sense. But doms are just as prone to drop. Dom drop is a thing that I will get into. So if you are a dom, or as I mentioned right at the start, a switch, if you, you know, if if that is a role that you you choose to play, just I just just want to let you know that you are seen, okay? I I see you. I know, like I am I am not a dom, but I I see I see the, I see the struggle, guys. But if you if you are a sub, just consider for a minute how unbelievably mentally taxing it must be to be in control of another person the way that a dom your dom is with you. So they have to plan out a scene. They have to make sure that it goes off script. And let's be honest, some subs are bratty. You know, and that's fun. That's fun. But some people try and derail that and the Dom has to, you know, if we're playing safe, there's a little wiggle room for improvisation, but you really have to like know what's going to happen next. So they have to try and stay on script. They have to manage the emotional and physical well-being of another person. They have to make sure that they have practiced with any tools or implements that they want to try out to make sure they're not going to hurt anybody. Uh, any equipment that might be used in a scene, they also have to be responsible for that and make sure it's well-maintained and it's all in working order. And this list just goes on and on and on. And it adds up. You know, it's a lot to take out of a person to fully look after someone like that. I think if you take it into outside of the sexual scene, if you just want to relate it to something, it's being a caregiver for another person. Even though it doesn't yeah. kind of seem like it's supposed to match up like that, you're caregiving in a way where all of it is dependent on you to make sure this other person is functioning in this scenario type situation. So I would say if you need that mm-hmm. connection, it's caregiver role and how mentally taxing and sometimes physically, you know, all those all those things where it becomes a draining thing, I would I would think that that would go in line with that sort of role too yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i mean te- caregiver burnout is mm-hmm. it's 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 becoming more prevalent more people are talking about it mm-hmm. but you know who's who's talking about i'm not saying that like doms get burnout maybe they do but who's who's talking about that yeah so yeah you know 
And then also, also, also when you consider that the majority of us in society, we are raised to be kind and to not hurt people. Mm-hmm. So if you are a dom who has a sub that is asking to be, you know, really verbally humiliated and or even, you know, like physically humiliated and hurt and beaten, how much of a mindfuck must that be to be in a situation where someone is asking, begging you to hurt them and you also want to hurt them? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying all, not all doms are sadists and not right. all sadists are doms, right. but, you know, there's a lot of overlap, let's mm-hmm. say. So, and then that's that's all in the scene. And then, of course, afterwards, the dom, it, it is expected that the dom is going to then care for the sub and make sure that they're okay and they have everything that they need. And that can be its own brand of taxing, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're a dom that doesn't particularly enjoy being tactile with people and your sub needs to be cuddled after a scene that's maybe quite uncomfortable for you mm-hmm. and you do it because you're a good dom and a, a good person but mm-hmm. there's a weight to be incurred on that yeah yeah so what what about aftercare for doms it's very rarely talked about and i actually there's a million and one articles about aftercare for subs and how to look after yourself and how you should be looking after your sub and blah, 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 blah. a lot less on doms a lot less on doms so you know in an ideal world Everything that the the dom does for the sub, all the physical interaction, the praise, the emotional thing, all that will in turn soothe the dom and help them manage their come down of emotions and hormones and endorphins and all that. Because as much as you know, dom space is a thing. As much as subspace is, as much as a sub, all your your levels will you know swiftly rise and then drop. The same can be true of a dom. They're ex- a dom drop physically is exactly the same as a sub drop. It's just happening to a different person. That's it. Mm. So yeah, in an ideal world, you're both gonna you're both gonna you know do things for aftercare that are gonna be companionable, you know, and overlap and cross, and everybody's gonna the same kind of actions are gonna soothe each other. But yeah. sometimes that's not the case, as I discussed earlier on. You you may have a dom that can can't provide you with the things that you need, so you may have to do self aftercare, and that's you know it's not an ideal situation. But people are different, and like I said, maybe you maybe they are absolutely kick ass in the scene, but there's just a little bit of clash. They can't give you what what you need, so maybe you have to do your own aftercare. But as a sub, if you can, and you should try to, but I do acknowledge that not everybody is in a mental or physical state to be able to be thinking about looking after somebody else immediately after a scene. Of course, it's very draining for a sub and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to to tell anybody that they're wrong for feeling that way. But if you can, even just checking in with your dom can be enough. Letting them know that you see them as a person and not just an object to fulfill your desires. And again, I'm not tiring all subs with the same brush there are so many amazing dom sub relationships out there that just would not would not work if that that was how doms were viewed but it does happen if you look at sort of testimonies and things from professional doms they sometimes do end up feeling like they're just an object to fulfill somebody else's fantasy they're not a real person mm. so if you can if you're mentally able just check in just be like are you okay just sometimes, sometimes that is enough. Just let them know that you see them as a person who also has emotions. If you can, if you're able, can you offer 
your dom the same kinds of aftercare that they're offering you. If you're hurting after an impact play session, maybe they're hurting as well. You know, as much as you hurt from the impact, it hurts to deliver that. So can you can you offer them a massage? Can you get yourself in a situation where you can massage each other? Great bonding experience, you know, all that kind of stuff. And of course, this is very dependent on the relationship that you have with your dom. This is not going to be appropriate in every situation, that kind of thing. If you're hungry, you're thirsty, remind your dom to eat and drink as well because they're probably hungry and thirsty and their focus is obviously on caring for you. So if you can, just remind them, hey, don't forget to get yourself something to drink, have a snack, you know, things like that. Did you both end up, was it all good fun and messy and you're both kind of like, oh no, I'm covered in it now. Offer a joint shower, you know, again, great bonding exercise, but also all these are all very dependent on the relationship that you have between you and your dom and your mental state after a scene. Mm. So, but even if all you can do is just check in and just be like, are you okay? I think that would probably be really appreciated. And again, I'm not a dom. I don't speak for doms. So it's communication, isn't it? Communication always Mm. comes back to communication. And if you're listening to this and you are a dom, Despite my best efforts, I could not find any Dom aftercare clubs. <laughs> I did look, but they don't they don't seem to exist. But there are plenty of places online to reach out um to communities that can, you know, put you in touch with other DOMs who can help you if you need that. And I'm sure if you are part of like a local community, there will be people out there that you can reach out. But I just I was writing this and I was like, I cannot leave this unseen. You know, I see you guys. You work hard. Guys being gender neutral, by the way, not not all doms and men Mm -hmm. but i see you guys you work hard you also deserve to be looked after moving on the (laughs) next (laughs) the next section what if your scenes take place over the phone or by video chat this probably was real fucking common during isolation but if you and your dom are apart and either you are playing solo or you are having phone or video scenes you are that aftercare is still really important don't just leave it you know so if you if you have been playing solo consider just checking in with your dom when you're finished you know maybe shoot them a text or an email even make a phone call just let them let them look after you a little bit emotionally um while you handle handle the physical stuff that is you know that is one of the key components of a of a dom sub relationship is you know that that you're looked after you you fulfill needs for the other person this is also true for video and phone chat scenes you're gonna need to handle your own physical aftercare if you are a part of course but your dom should still be providing you with mental and emotional aftercare as we discussed above i want to say we are on section seven of this and we've been going for about half an hour so i think sandra needs to eat a whole heap of crow for telling me that this was going to go on forever i did think this was gonna well we haven't gotten to the fiction yet though (laughs) no we haven't no we haven't but this is Consent went on for so long because there were so many nuances Mm -hmm. to discuss. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is a little bit more cut and dried. Okay. All right. We're not done yet. (laughs) We're not done. We're not done yet. But I just I just think you should eat crow. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I I guess put it in front of me and I'll eat it. (laughs) (laughs) So we are on section seven of ten. So woo, we're like, whoa, we're over halfway there. Yeah. So what happens? If you ignore the last five, it might be more pages now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, five. It was five when I wrote it. 
what happens if you ignore the last five pages of my document and the last half an hour of me talking and do nothing, do no aftercare. That is real fucking simple. Sub drop, dom drop. And if you are part of the community, a bad fucking reputation. Mm. It's, it's that simple. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get away with it once or twice. And that, that, that specifically kind of applies to doms, but mm. you know, maybe, maybe you'll get away with it once or twice and the sub will be fine. But that's good. You know, you're playing with fire and that is going to come up and catch you eventually. And so I've alluded to it quite a few times over this episode, this doc, but what is sub slash dom drop? Now, as I discussed, dom drop is exactly the same spike and then drop of hormones and endorphins and can be cared for in exactly the same way as sub drop. Same physical experience, different name, obviously for a different role. So what is it? Think of it as like... A crash you know you ever you ever been like a sugar rush sugar crash you know caffeine crash whatever or withdrawal if that is that is kind of your jam it is a physical body reaction to the sudden spike and then crash of various hormones and endorphins and such and there's there's a whole heap of like science that goes into this that i didn't explore because i don't understand it and i'm not going to sit here and talk about stuff that i don't understand well mostly <laughs> sometimes i wing it you guys don't know it's fine um but the body has experienced a very high amount of pleasurable hormones and as that level decreases it can negatively affect a sub or a dom so that is that is what it is and it can affect you in a lot of different ways so it can cause doubt you can go into a depressive episode or you know have an anxiety episode or an anxiety or panic attack, crying spells, fatigue, guilt, brain fog, physical aches. You could have trouble regulating your body temperature, and that is not an exhaustive list. Those are just some of the more common things that can happen. As we discussed, it is a physical body reaction. It is not in your mind. It is happening to you. These drops can happen in vanilla relationships as well, but they tend not to be called that. Do you ever feel, and this like, I'm I'm not assuming that everybody that listens to this is is into hookups or, or anything like that, but if you are into hookups or casual sex, do you ever like feel maybe guilty or doubtful after a hookup? Societal terms tend to be feeling dirty or used. That can be a drop as well. You've had this great spike of, ah, oh, this is fucking awesome sex. And then your partner just leaves or you leave, you know. I'm not painting out all partners to be the ones that hop out of bed and, you know, they've got their jeans on and they're out the door calling an Uber before you've even had a chance to roll over. Maybe mm. you leave. Maybe you're mm. hopping out of bed and pulling your jeans back on and calling an Uber before they're done. You know, that, that still can be a drop. It's still a physio- physiological response to the spike and crash. So if you are into hookups, casual sex, friends with benefits, however, you know, if you are not in in a relationship or your partner is not someone that you could go to for aftercare look after yourself we discussed it i got i got i got links i got articles on how to do it look after yourself you're a fucking divine being be good to yourself you deserve it i think it's really important just to remember how much emotional and physical go together so yeah the the Mm. emotions can definitely follow after physical and i think sometimes it's just it's sometimes realizing when you need outside help too. 
outside of whatever it is that you're doing. And sometimes that just means being able to talk to somebody else about why these things are occurring in your brain. Yeah. And it's not always, there's not always a direct correlation that you can make with what's actually happening in a scene or whatever. Sometimes it's a lot of other stuff that needs to get unpacked or peeled away to figure out why those things are happening. So being definitely careful with yourself is so very important. And people don't, I think people think that they're a lot harder or able to withstand more than they can until they get into a situation. It's like, oh, no, why am I feeling this way and not being able to connect it to something? So yeah, we're pretty complicated, pretty complicated beings. Yeah. We are monkeys with anxiety. That's yeah. Look at it. Yeah. You fucked it. It's got anxiety now. It's either monkeys or cucumbers. I can't remember. <laughs> maybe maybe I've seen both at various different places. But so often sex is kind of just, you know, dumbed down to just the physical. But it's it's a really emotional place as well. You make yourself very vulnerable with another person. And, you know, that can that obviously that can affect your mental state. And I think not enough people talk about taking care of yourself, whether we are talking about kink, BDSM, being by yourself, an established relationship, you know, casual sex, friends with benefits, whatever. Just look after yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you cannot always count on other people. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, you would. But if you are, I think one of the best, one of the things I hope that people would take away from this episode is that you, it is not strange or weird to look after yourself mm-hmm. after any kind of sexual encounter. And you don't have to call it aftercare in your mind if that like squeaks you out and makes you think of kink. That's fine. But just look after yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. You deserve it. You as good people. Have mm-hmm. that bath, you know? Yeah. I was just, just going to hammer home some positivity here. You as good people, you deserve to be looked after. Mm-hmm whether that person, whether the person looking after you is you or somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. that does lead us into another great question. Look at that masterful segue, Sandra. <laughs> do you only need aftercare if you are having vanilla sex? Or do you need aftercare if you are only having vanilla sex? I fucked that up. Yeah, do you only need, do you need aftercare if you are only having vanilla sex? Uh, uh, is the only real answer to that? Yes and no. So you might not experience the same, you know, the highest of highs and subsequent lowest of lows of hormones having vanilla sex. Not that there's anything wrong with vanilla sex. We ain't yucking anybody's yum. You know, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Just some people like to play with kink and we're not yucking their yum either. We're just drawing a distinction. Sex is, as we just discussed, a vulnerable and emotional time. And I really wish that that was talked about more. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to fucking talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it didn't exist, create it. But I think most of us practice aftercare without thinking of it as such in a in a vanilla relationship or vanilla sex, things like that. So cuddling with each other after sex, you know, you just maybe you just lie there naked in the afterglow, you have a cuddle, you just caress each other, you know, just existing together. Mm-hmm. That's a great form of aftercare. Maybe one of you always makes sure there's a drink handy. Maybe you, one of you gets up to get like a towel or clean up supplies, or maybe you just have them handy. Somebody's thinking we should have these on hand. Maybe you make plans post-sex. Now I will out a little bit of my relationship. Any sex that occurs in my relationship has to occur in the early evening. 
after our youngest child has gone to bed because we don't get a fucking minute in the mornings. I swear that kid has like sonar to our eyeballs. As soon as somebody opens their eyes, they're like, mom, 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 dad, 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 dad. And if we wait until we are ready to go to bed, one or both of us is like, I love you and I would really want to, but I'm going to fucking pass out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's a little sweet spot around the time that the youngest goes to bed and the eldest is usually doing something else that we can just just sneak off for a little bit of adult time. So that is usually the first part of our date night. I know date night usually ends with that, but ours starts. And then afterwards, we'll be like, okay, let's get some food and we'll watch a movie or we'll watch a TV show or whatever. So we plan to be together with each other after the Mm -hmm. sex, you know? Yeah. Other stuff, just like pillow talk, you know, that kind of like, I love you so much, blah, 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 blah. All that kind of stuff that you do. (laughs) I love my husband, guys. I love my husband. He's a fucking delight. All that is still aftercare. It's just not marketed as such, is it? Mm -hmm. But you maybe don't need as intense aftercare in a vanilla situation as you would in a kink situation. In a vanilla situation, probably not, you know, like you're probably not rubbing arnica cream into somebody's bruised ass Mm -hmm. or bandaging up, you know, knife wounds or or whatever else you might have been playing with. You know, and it's not as... The highs are not as high, so the lows aren't usually as low. And that's great. You know, again, we're just drawing a distinction. We're not yucking anybody's yum. But if you think about it, I'm kind of going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Sandra, because I had to think about this when I was writing it. You probably do do a lot of those things, and you just don't even think about it. Oh, yeah. There's... Uh, every, every You don't have to out you... anything about no, your no, relationship. No. No, but uh, lots of things that you mentioned, those are all things that happen, you know? And like I said, I think that's just because it's a consensual, equal relationship, you know, however that, however that works out for anybody else too. Like, you, you know, you're, you know, your part in the relationship and you're respectful of that person's part and contribution. And yes. So yeah, definitely. Um. I think the pillow talk is kind of the most important mm. aspect of it. Yeah. Just, At least I think for, for us, that's, that's, that's really, really a big thing. Cause there's a connection that, you know, continues after mm. that. So, yeah. 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 So again, with, with, with the way my life runs and the way things have to just be slotted in where they can, there's not always an opportunity for that, but we, we are together afterwards. So understand the slotting still occurs with us because when we do try to slot for us it's <laughs> who's going to be exhausted and who's dealing with this yeah. issue and who's feeling crappy about this and all these other Trying things to balance it all yeah. yeah 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 you don't you don't have to have children to just have a life that does not lend to you know hollywood hollywood yeah. date nights yeah you yeah. know yeah. but we will always be together come together at some point mm-hmm. afterwards, you know, maybe we're gonna, maybe we're gonna get up, we're gonna go have something to eat, and then we'll just be eating, and we'll finish, and we'll put a movie on, and then I'm like, I want to lay on your lap, mm-hmm. and that's just then we're just together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sometimes he he lays on my lap, you know, we're fucking mm-hmm. wild like that, guys, we're <laughs> wild like that. <laughs> um, but if you just or you know, if you just jump up and leave immediately after sex and again this goes for casual uh like hookups friends with benefits casual sex or an established relationship if you're just like well that was great thanks babes 
and you know you're just pulling pulling on your trousers and pulling your shirt back on and you're just going back to get to your life you're not practicing aftercare and maybe your partner doesn't need it but maybe they do so it's it's relationship specific mm-hmm. and again communication talk to your partner talk to them maybe they would just like a cuddle even if it's just for a minute you know maybe they would just like a little bit of a cuddle and mm-hmm. i think most people would just feel better with a little bit of care after sex it's a real intimate moment you know whether you are again having lovely vanilla you know uh, i'm really struggling not to use the word normal but like just nice standard vanilla sex or whether you're beating the fuck out of each other it's still emotional it's still vulnerable time with another person and i think everybody would feel better with just just have a cuddle guys mm-hmm. just just have a snuggle yeah. and if you're alone you can snuggle yourself you deserve it you is you is important you deserve good things in your life but that does lead me into uh my next point we're on nine of ten now guys but it's gonna get hairy at number ten <laughs> it's that's where it's gonna get intense i think um, and if it doesn't, Sandra will have to cut this out. Sorry. <laughs> Such a nine. Established relationships versus casual hookups. Now, this only applies to vanilla relationships, in my opinion. If you are doing anything, BDSM, be that a formal or informal scene, playing with kink, whether it's an established dom-sub relationship or whether you've just fucking met each other that day and decided to scene, okay? You know, like, carefully, within the right, you know, you've done all the right things, but you are not socially familiar with each other you are just a dom and a sub that are going to see together you must be doing aftercare you must 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 it is fucking important okay like it's it's not optional you know so, in the same way go no this okay and I, this this just might be because i just don't know and you probably don't know this answer either but like when we're talking about casual hookup anything bdsm and i'm just thinking about quote unquote dating apps different things like that how do you even have that be a thing that kind of works together or doesn't? Or do you think it just can't, but there might be the expectation of some people that you meet that we're just going to do a scene and then I'm done and I'm out? Mm, Yeah. See, in my mind, I'm thinking of sort of more of like a a fetish club situation Okay. where people can present themselves as available or taken Mm -hmm. and dominant or submissive. Mm -hmm. Do they have apps like that? There are places online that they tend not to be like Tinder or Grinder, Right. But there are communities online mm-hmm. where you can reach out to, you know, places like that. You can find that kind of thing and it can be casual. I would warn, though, if you are like if you are part of a local community, a local fetish club or fetish community, things like that, people tend to be much better vetted because there's a reputation that follows you around there. Yeah. It has been my experience that places like that online tend to attract um predatory kind of behavior. Predatory people. And again, I don't want to generalize, but my right. experiences have all been with men. Mm-hmm. Predatory men who think calling themselves a dom gives them carte blanche to do whatever they want to somebody, and that person cannot say no. All right. And you have to be careful of that because these are people that are probably not going to respect your boundaries, your safe words, and they're going to just assume that they can do 
anything up to and including rape, you know, beating you senseless, whatever. And they're going to hide behind the guise of, well, you said you liked it rough Mm. or I'm a dom. I don't have to listen to you. That kind of stuff. So just be really careful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the key is that you really have to be careful with what you're using to this. Yeah. This kind of stuff is really is better done with a local community, especially if you are not looking for a long-term dom sub relationship with somebody. You just every so often, it's an itch you just need to scratch. You just need somebody to do whatever. Local places are always going to be better because they will have, you know, they'll have security, they'll have rules, they're bound by the law. I mean, everybody's bound by the law, but, you know, if someone beats the shit out of you in your bedroom, that's a lot... But it's a lot harder right? to deal yeah. with. Like you said, yeah. with community, it 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 follows you more. So I think that has yeah. more weight to it. So yeah. 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 That's it. And there are there are they can operate within certain laws that you as as a private citizen maybe cannot. Mm-hmm. And again, the the real crucial part of that is community and communication. A bad dom or a bad sub for that matter will not stand in a community they will be ousted they will have a reputation that follows them you are much safer playing in respected well-established communities of course there are always going to be shady people there are always going to be shady places and things like that use your best judgment be safe but i would say you are always better kind of trying to play local in person than maybe taking a risk of meeting someone from online my and brain again, is just making connections with so much fan fiction I've read. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of fan fiction around that, and you mm-hmm. know, a lot a lot of it's great. Mm-hmm. But we'll we will get into that. But just be safe mm-hmm. is the only thing I say. I'm not yeah. saying that you're never going to meet anybody online that's going to be great to play with, you know, either long term or just as a as a one night thing. But the same. The same kind of precautions you would take on Tinder or Grinder or any other apps out the Bumble is plenty of fish still a thing, you know all all those places, all the things that you would. Sandra does not know. Sandra does not know. Callie does not know either. Callie has been married for almost ten years, <laughs> and together for almost twelve. Callie no longer knows what's happening. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Bumble's still a thing. Tinder and Grinder for sure. The same kind of precautions that you would take or maybe you would advise a friend to take on those places, take also on fetish online communities as well. But as I said, if you are doing anything playing with kink, BDSM, be it formal, informal, whatever, aftercare, you must do this. You must, you must, you must. It is vital. And honestly, I kind of think the same with vanilla sex and relationships. But as we discussed, a lot of people do it without realizing that they're doing it. As you, but it tends to be more in established relationships. You know, this is as you get to know somebody and you you're having sex with the idea of getting into a relationship. So you 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 know, you're putting out your best moves, so to say. You know, you you're trying to impress your partner. You're like, look at me, I can cut off for hours after sex. I'm the fucking best. I'll bring you a drink and a towel. Or, you know, whatever, not making any assumptions about the gender of people participating. But that tends to that tends to come with either, you know, a burgeoning relationship or an established relationship. But I think it's this is especially important if you are engaging in casual sex of any kind, you know, 
it's just a one night stand or a friend with benefits or any of the other ways that you can engage in casual hookups. Guys, I've been together with my partner for almost 12 years. I don't know what the fucking kids are doing now. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is they're doing, whatever, you know, like it's still important. Yeah. In an established relationship, you've built a level of intimacy and trust with that person. So if if you're done, if you're done with the sex, and again, sex does not have to end with an orgasm, like that is not the be all and end all of everything, but make sure you get yours. I am I'm not a selfish person, but I do insist I get mine. <laughs> Apparently, there are people out there, I learned this. Apparently, there are people out there that like they they they're happy to not get off as long as their partner gets off. And I think that's so fucking noble and admirable, and I am not one of those people. If you get off, I get off, right? That's not what we're doing. I am not that selfless. Well, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it's just about going into the situation too and like what the expectation is. So sometimes that can change. I know, but it can. It can. It can. Um, it has (laughs) yeah no there are situations where sometimes you do focus exclusively on your partner Mm -hmm. i i i've done that i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not a selfish person i have done that but also if that happens more than like two or three times i'm like i have enough of this now no 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 no. it's Carly's time Um, and i will be a bit of a bell end about it. I'll be quite fucking frank with you. I just think that's I I just think that's real noble and admirable because that is not who I'm as a person. <laughs> oh god. But you know, if you do finish sex and you're in an established relationship, one of you has to jump up and leave immediately. And as I've discussed many times in this podcast, I have children. I have an almost 12 year old and I have a uh, soon-to-be six-year-old, as in the 12 year old will turn 12 this year, but the six-year-old won't be six until next year. So yeah. I'm well, you know, I'm well versed in, oh my God, the baby's crying, hurry up and come, all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, you snuck away and then you're, you know, like maybe you're done or maybe you're right there and there's a really suspicious sounding bang from somewhere or someone's at the door going, mom, I've, I've been there, guys. I'm in the fucking trenches with you. I know what that's like. So I know that if me or my husband has to be like, that was fucking great. I love you while we're pulling on underwear and running out the door. Mm -hmm. I know that we're going to have plenty of opportunities to have that moment to be together, you know, just to exist together later. As I said, you know, maybe we'll jump right up because we're both fucking starving. And then afterwards we'll cuddle and we'll watch a movie. Or sometimes life's just really hectic, but we'll find, you know, 10 seconds to just, grab each other in like as we're passing through a room and just be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. You know, there's room to like, it's not strictly speaking after care, but there's room for that intimacy, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just like after whatever it is, you can snuggle on the couch. Maybe you get up and move on with your day, but you come back together, together at bedtime and you have a cuddle. There's lots of places to just kind of, kind of just, just get that intimacy and that caring in, in an established relationship. But if if it's if it's more casual, you might not have the places to do those things. Maybe you're never going to see your partner again. Which when I wrote it, I was like, that sounds real fucking dramatic, Carly. But that happens. Maybe you're on holiday. Maybe this is a holiday hookup, and you're going to fly home tomorrow. You're never going to see that person again. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe this is a 
I'm moving states and I've always wanted to fuck you. Let's bang as a goodbye. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure it happens, guys. You don't know. All those kind of things. So <laughs> it sounds like when I wrote, I was like, that sounds like someone's going off to war, Carly. <laughs> It sounds really dramatic, uh, but I don't mean it like that. There are many, many situations where you can willingly engage in casual sex with someone and know that after you leave, you are never going to clap eyes on that person again. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes that's what you need out of life. But maybe you don't. You know, maybe you want a little bit more. Or, you know, maybe whatever the situation is, it's, you know, it's just a casual hookup thing, a friend with benefits, whatever. And it's just physical. And we don't talk about feelings. And once everybody's had an orgasm, we leave. You know, and we just don't, and then I'll hit you up in like a week and be like, hey, you want to bang? Maybe that's a situation. That would, I personally would, that would really upset me. I would not, I would not be able to cope with a relationship like that. That's why I've been with my partner for almost 12 years. I need intimacy in my life. I just feel like this is such a complicated one because you've really got to be able to, as you keep stating, at the very least, you have to be so secure and good with yourself and what your expectations are. Because when it comes to casual, I don't think you can rely on on the other partner for those those needs to get met. I just don't think it. I think it's mm-hmm. really difficult to find that if that's there's a reason why there's all of these different movies about you know friends with benefits and casual like hookups and how it just. Again, you've got that brain chemical thing occurring. It's really, really hard. And again, I'm coming, again, if the young kids have got this down pat and they know, please share your secrets because (laughs) I don't know how, I know no one my age who's been able to successfully have that sort of casual aspect work without feelings getting involved. And if they do, it's because they just have a really good sense of self and they know exactly what they're in for. You could say you're in for something and it just, your brain is going to tell you something else after. So that's such a difficult one. That's such a difficult one with the after. Yeah. Aftercare, I think really for casual, you really got to have a game plan for yourself in place. Mm-hmm. I think for that. Yeah. one 100%. And if you are in a casual situation where, you know, you feel like maybe there's a little bit of room to just check in with your partner Mm -hmm. and make sure everyone's feeling okay that's really important if you can you should but Mm -hmm. if you know that that is not the situation you know be aware of how to look after yourself we discussed this previously you know you don't have to no one is saying you have to feel any kind of way after sex but if you find yourself feeling a certain kind of way just look after yourself you know you don't you don't have to just slog through those feelings you know, you can take steps to mitigate them. Mm-hmm. But as with as with all things casual, it, it can get complicated because communication is difficult without... Communication I just is difficult don't see the best how of much, times. Yeah, how much communication can you do in a casual... Like, you know, it's like, okay, da, 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 like checking off all the boxes. This is what we're here for. This is what we're doing. Then the assumption is everybody's going to be okay when they leave. Well, yeah, <laughs> sometimes not. And as as we discussed earlier... While it's not called the same thing in vanilla relationships, subdrops can happen days after the scene has happened, and yeah. they're still just as valid, and it's still just as much a physical, mm-hmm. physiological response to yeah. a spike and then drop. You yeah. know, so you can be like, you can feel great when you walk away, and then like you wake up the next morning, and you're like, oh my fucking god, 
So if you are not in a place where someone can provide you with aftercare or care after sex, provide it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. You as mm-hmm. good people, you deserve mm-hmm. good things. Yeah. But we are seven pages into this beast now. Nina, Nina, it took an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't mentioned a goddamn thing about fix yet, have I? Holy shit, guys. Oh. I usually, I keep pulling back to fic when I do these things. So my whole reason for starting Fact versus Fiction is because I was seeing so much, so many inaccuracies and myths in fix that I wanted to shout about. And Sandra was sick of hearing me yell at her. She was like, do you want to make this a fucking thing? So you would yell at the internet about it. And I was like, yeah, I really do though. <laughs> I really do. But for this, I tend not to see so... I don't see so many inaccuracies or myths around this because while there's no right way to do it, the only real wrong way to do it is to willingly do something that you know is not what your partner needs in that moment or to just do nothing. I think as long as you're trying something with the with the best intentions, with you know the not the the best amount of knowledge that you have. Mm. I don't think it can be really wrong. So in fic, there's nothing, there's very little for me to go, that's not right and that's not right. You know, like, this is not like the first episode we did where I just yelled about all the things that you cannot use as lube. Mm-hmm. Because this is so subjective and everybody needs different things. Mm-hmm. So if there is no aftercare in a fic, it's usually a deliberate choice. There is a tag on AO3 for no aftercare. Mm. It is a choice by the author rather than them just missing something or forgetting. So I'm real fucking, I'm I'm real thankful about that, to be honest. You know, Mm -hmm. I would hate to have had to come and yell about all the things that is wrong with various various aftercare in fix. But because it's, it's so personal, it can look vastly different in different fix. Mm-hmm. So for my fix, for example, you will always see some kind of aftercare, even if it's just a cuddle, even if it's just a little bit of a snuggle. The exceptions to this are the Junkie series. It is a non-con series. There is no aftercare for obvious reasons. It is deliberately missed. And if you read A Tale of Two Minds, which I appreciate is not everybody's cup of tea because it is basically a stream of very unwell consciousness there is no explicit aftercare shown or mentioned mm-hmm. managing wounds you know cuddles is mentioned but very briefly that is not the subject of the thing so those would be my only my only exceptions it is really really important to me because i am aware of how my mental state can be after sex and what a lack of care just to me mm-hmm. that I showcase really good aftercare in my works because as much as you know as much as I love playing with my characters and putting them in different situations and you know maybe pushing them past some limits and stuff at the very basis of it my characters love each other mm-hmm. whether that is Sam reader Dean reader or Wincest my, my characters love each other mm-hmm. they, they're gonna look after each other no matter what they might say or do in the moment. Perfect Balance is a great example. Mm -hmm. If you just read the first part of that fic, you think they hated each other. 
But as soon as it's done, it's like a turn on a dime. Sam is immediately in aftercare mode. He's mm-hmm. Dom looking after his sub. And of course, he's limited because I put him in a gross warehouse full of corpses. But the intent is there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it was actually when we did our word count challenge and we both wrote Wincest, that word count really, I wasn't bothered by the word count all the way through. But when I got to the end and I only had like a tiny bit of room to wiggle with, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have enough words left to to give them proper aftercare. And that really upset me. I was like, mm. I don't like this. I don't think Sam would just leave Dean like that. And I had to kind of, you know, hand wave it and make it work and how Dean say that he was okay and, you know, reassure that Sam and Dean and me that they were going to be together real soon, that they were not going to see each other for another two weeks or whatever, and that they, you know, they could look after each other properly. Well, they were so, limited by the phone, but you made a point of still showing them communicating through that, you know, and I think that was important too. So you, yeah. you, you, I know you didn't do it the way you probably really wanted to, but I think you put, you buttoned it up in a way that showed the care there. So, and that there was going to be continued communication, even if it wasn't going to happen right then yeah. about what was going on. So, but I mean, like Sandra, Sandra knows Sandra's read like every, everything I've ever written. That is not how I do aftercare. Mm-mm. I I make a point of, like in my in my early stuff when it wasn't even kink, they would snuggle afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was all it needed. They would just be together afterwards. Yeah. Sam would clean up after, you know, like just either clean up my female character or I remember very vividly, I think I might have been missing you, kind of nudged them to be like, the sheets are fucking gross. Get up, go clean up. When you come back, I'll have remade the bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just just being caring, just being together. Mm-hmm. So to just be like, are you okay? Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I was like, no, I hate it. Yeah. I'm very sad. Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple, uh, like a few fix specifically to discuss in terms of aftercare and and when it's there and when it's not things like that but i kind of throw the floor over to sandra if she has any any particular fix she wants to bring up or any thoughts about anything i've said or the floor is yours sandra i'm Uh, pretty much done with my lecture now guys yeah no i mean i think throughout the i think you've you know you answered a lot of the questions i i was having as you were talking about the different the different points. I, I mean, I don't, it's, it's funny because I think interesting to know that there's a no aftercare tag on AO3. Mm. And I, mean, I think it's very, I think you, I think you stated it in a, in a, in a good way that it like, you know, it's usually a deliberate choice rather than something an author missed or forgot. But I just think a lot of it is just the, so people are just worried about the scene. Mm. and i think in fiction especially some people and there's not a lot of thought about character and i think that happens with like just just you know by definition of it being a one shot or you know this or that and weird i did not know that about that there's no aftercare i don't think people people should use that more i think it's more for like a like a deliberate situation mhm mm-hmm. so you know as we discussed in consent, there's a whole heap of, you know, people love to play around with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a deliberate, you know, this is a non-consensual scene and there will be no aftercare. Mm-hmm. 
the person, you know, like maybe I should tag junkies like that actually. Cause as pretty much all of the all of the sex scenes in in junkies involve Dean just getting off and then leaving. Mm. Um and just leaving Sam in in whatever state Sam is in. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously junkies is the exception to my rule because mm-hmm. it is a non-con series, but I would think that was maybe more what that no aftercare tag is for. Okay. Maybe. It would be nice though. It would be nice yeah. if people used it or, you know, so I could know that this scene is not going to, it's not going to be complete in my mind because we're just, we're going to stop after the scene is done and I'm not going to know if the person was looked after. Well, and I'm sure people that are like, like, again, if this is like, I don't know if you call it a trope or whatever, like fanfic writing, but if this is like a genre or a topic that certain people do a lot that I I would think that they would probably be more mindful with how they're tagging, how they're the notes, the summary and different things like that, how you are with, with your fix mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, establishing this is like, let's go in with this, with this mindset and know that this is what's and If it doesn't happen, you, you make a point of saying, this is, you know, this is what should be happening after. Like, you know what I mean? Like giving an example mm-hmm. of, best case scenario um even if someone's exploring a topic that doesn't maybe this story wouldn't benefit depending on what the writer's hoping for you know in that scene or that that whatever they're trying to put to paper and i think you mentioned before like it's subjective yeah and then going into it with that lens i think is important as a reader to being aware of what you should be responsible for on your end to reading stuff and getting into and like, you know, giving a little bit of leeway in certain situations. If you know, okay, it's one shot, it's this, it's that, you know, this is what they're tagging it and that kind of stuff too. So yeah, it's, 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 it's actually a lot more complicated than it seems um, (laughs) when you get into this. Yeah. 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 And I think it it comes down to personal to personal preference in how you choose to write as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because oh, as as with so many things with fiction, some things are just assumed, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, yeah, like just assumed by nature of of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you don't have to detail your character putting their clothes on in the morning because it's assumed that they dress themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think dependent on how an author thinks about things yeah they cannot include this you know this this end bit because it's assumed that that will happen mm-hmm. you know and i don't mm-hmm. i don't fault anybody for doing that as i right. said it's yeah. delightful for this to be one of the very few places that i don't see very many inaccuracies mm-hmm. or myths mm-hmm. you know people people look after their people yeah but i still we still needed to cover this because i was like this is important in terms of the things that we have been talking about. Mm-hmm. Just be aware yeah, of yeah. that. So I have a couple of fix that I want to draw to you guys' attention. And then I'm going to save the last one because I want to know what Sandra thinks about it on the back of this discussion. So I'm going to bring attention to a couple of my own works because, well, they're mine, you know, and <laughs> I don't, this is not something, this is not just like one specific thing. like consensual non-consent in consent and um you know like good examples of uh, ssc or rack in fic for that episode this is 
is very subjective. But one of the one of the aftercare scenes I am the most proud of is in Give Me Novocaine, which is a Sam uh, Reader story, and it is, albeit not a formal BDSM scene, it is an informal scene, a kink scene. So I'm proud of that fic all the way across, and I'm pretty sure I brought it up in the SSC versus Rack one as well. I'm real fucking proud of that, but I am really proud proud of you know the the time that i took to portray the aftercare that i wanted and to you know create the atmosphere that i wanted for that reader after that scene you know mm-hmm. so um, obviously i'm tooting my own horn but i think that's a great example of aftercare so, mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> um now way 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 back at the start of this I said we were talking about sexual or intimate aftercare. And this next fic is the exact reason that I put that intimate in because there is no sex in this fic, mm. but aftercare still occurs. So this is Sam's it, nightmare one, right? Yeah. Way, yeah. way, 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 way back. Mm-hmm. Like, so, oh my God, so old now. Mm-hmm. It's so old. I wrote a fic called Nightmare. It's mature. There's no sex in it. And it's just about, it's part of my English Cottage Verse uh, series. And it's just about the reader, the female character in there waking up and finding Sam in the middle of a nightmare and waking him up and looking after him. So although there's no sex, there is still Sam is still dealing with a a spike of adrenaline from the nightmare and then the drop that comes from that is almost like going into shock. Not mm-hmm. completely, because there's a bit more that goes into going into shock but almost like that. And in that fic, you know, we've got a female character who's well-versed in the situation. This has happened before. So they know all the supplies they need to get um, before they wake Sam. Um, They know how to wake Sam. So they are safe and he is safe. And they know what he needs and how to look after him afterwards. So while it is not aftercare after a sexual act, it is... In the same way Sandra described aftercare as, or even just, you know, being a dom as caregiving in a way, Mm -hmm. that is what that fic is. And I just, I like that one. Mm -hmm. I like that one. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. It's a long time ago, so it's probably horribly written and the grammar is probably atrocious, but I do. I like that one. Well, I remember that one and like, because it seems like it was, there were a lot of stages in that even though it wasn't a long fic, you know, like what the reader was doing for him. Mm. Um, the attention I think was important. Yeah. 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 I wrote that after a, a season 15, the episode unity, mm. which I now cannot remember what happens in that episode, but I watched that episode and I went and wrote that immediately because I was like, I just watched Unity and I'm very upset about Dean's Well, that's the one at the end where Dean points a gun at Sam. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. That probably explains why I was like, oh my God, I'm distraught. Let me look after this baby. Yeah. And I I remember writing it and trying real fucking hard to find a place to put some sex in there. And there just just was not. That was not what that fic was destined to be. Yeah. Yeah. At all. So I'm sure she's real bored of me bringing this up for every single fucking thing. But Factory Reset by Drasner, Sandra, our lovely Sandra, is perfect, guys. 
And at the end, at the end, and I went back and double checked as well. Uh, <laughs> not that I, not that I didn't think you'd put aftercare in, but I needed to know what you've done. So, oh, I was, I was, I was like, Carly is going to, Carly is going to grade me on my, on my aftercare. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to make sure I, I do would this never. Well, like, I'm going to make sure I do this correctly. So, but I mean, aftercare, uh, no, factory reset is just fucking perfection. It's just all the way across the board. It is perfection. But looking specifically at it in aftercare, you know, we've everybody has a nice time and Dean's Dean's all done. And then we've got our female character going to get supplies to clean him up, getting him a drink, getting him some food, you know, making sure he's he's hydrated, he's got something to eat, he's clean. Because sometimes you you know, like I maybe this is me, maybe this is weird, right? But I am not one of those people that can just fall asleep straight after sex. I have to get up and clean first. Hmm. And it absolutely baffles me that there are people that can just, you know, be put away wet, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, don't you feel gross? But it, that that could be that could be the autism, that could be the neurodivergence. Well, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. So I'm, I mean, I'm literally thinking about it. Like in in that in that story, she doesn't get off. No, um, she doesn't. Oh, look, she's one of my magical people. Yeah, and I think that was. I mean, in the back of my mind, I thought about it after. I'm like, I think that's intentional because I wanted it to truly be about what Dean was being given and mm-hmm. how she was getting satisfaction in that. Like, if she, I, she was still like, there's all this. I mean, she's excited. She stimulated all of these things, but it just did not happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for her. And it's funny, like, because I mean, it's it's not that it it didn't feel like we talk about aftercare, but again, it didn't feel like it needed to be aftercare. It was just taking care of somebody at the end of it. So yeah, I think that was her taking care of him after, you know, like making sure he was okay. I think there was some cleaning up involved. I think there was her going to get him something to eat and then just kind of like being there with him for a Mm -hmm. while in bed and then being there with him because he, you know, think he asks her um you know will you be here when i wake up you know mm-hmm. and she was like yeah, yeah i'll do that for you yeah yeah it was it was genuinely it was real cute she gets up she gets like like a wet cloth to to clean up all the sticky. all the mess <laughs> <laughs> all the mess all the sticky she gets him a drink she gets him some peanut m&ms and then feeds them to him mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. she feeds them to him and yeah when he's when he's done and like she just she she is the big spoon <laughs> is is the best way to describe it she's the big spoon and he's like will you be here and she says yeah should i and tell you now i'm finally writing another part to it oh yes yeah yes 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 yes, yeah. yes. it's not going to start out great but i'm 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 writing i'm writing a part i'm writing what's a fucking surprise what's a surprise <laughs> sandra has see. has a place to put angst better put some yeah. fucking angst in there you'll have to wait let's not let's not just drive past it all right no. that's fucking no. sweet though but, i mean thinking about the fact that there, there hasn't been that part for her yet. I'm interested in seeing that reciprocated. Yeah. See, also, also altruistic and, oh, no, I don't, I don't, not that I'm saying that you are, but, you know, like, you were like, no, no, I see it. Sometimes it's just about one person, but it's it's obviously sat with you that, like, she didn't get hers. 
I would mm-hmm. fix that immediately. Yeah, I'm like, no, this this isn't. Yeah, we got to we got to work on this. This, this ain't done. Things, we're not fixed. done until I say we're done. Yeah, yeah, that's a running theme as well. Even if I don't do it in one part, I usually want to try yeah. to make sure at some part it happens. Yeah, we're no, not I, done I, until until I, I think say that's we're done. I, and again, like Carly, I've I've said this like your input had a lot to do with that, you know. And Thank I mean, you. I think I think us talking just in general about these topics just has you know helped with that that outlook of of it and again like just making it a little bit more rare. but I do know there's there are certain situations where I've written stuff and I don't think it's necessarily like it ends on that you that you don't like like you know like it's not in the middle balls. of that or like just one part and then it kind of closes with the assumption that whenever it's done there's you know there's communication there's mm. there's a there's a there's a a high note and then a, a slow, you know, come together moment, you know, and my stuff, I think is just like that a lot of times too, but I'm mm. trying to play around with things a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's right where you're comfortable with, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel weird and uncomfortable if I don't close the fic out like that, mm-hmm. which is why so many of my fix end up with everybody going to sleep. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel, I feel weird. I feel uncomfortable if I don't add that, but not everybody feels the same way I do, mm-hmm. which is why not everybody is yelling on the internet about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I, I'm the person yelling on the internet because I'm fucking insane. Blue balls completion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're down the wrong end of the scale there, sweetie. You're... Anyway, anyway, that's why none of my figs end with blue balls. You know, I fucking, I get us there. It might take me a little while, but I get us there. I think this is an interesting one that you're, that you've brought up as this next yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I checked in with the author of this fic because I was like, no, I don't want to say that you don't write good aftercare because you know that I know that you do. But I would like to explore the lack of care and communication in this particular series. So I think if a if a podcast episode ever goes by where I don't mention Dreamer, Runaway Dreamer, my incredibly good friend and beta and, you know, champion of all things wonderful, um, assume something's wrong with me at this point, I guess. <laughs> but we're discussing um, her West series, which, as you will know, if you are um, a follower of the podcast, a subscriber, blah, 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 Sandra has been narrating for Podficking. Mm-hmm. So not only was this, I think, maybe one of the first Wincest fix series that absolutely gripped its claws into Sandra and helped me haul her over to my side a little bit, but obviously it's a work that she's intimately familiar with because she sat to narrate it not that she had to you know but she chose uh-huh. to narrate yeah. it yeah. so i reached out to dreamer um and i was like hey do you mind if i like i'm trying to give examples of good aftercare and then maybe what can happen if there's no aftercare and i would like to discuss west and she was like holy shit i didn't even think of it that way and i was like oh well there you go so if you are unfamiliar with the west series it is a four-part installment and it starts off with a platonic hand job mutual uh, exchange of hand jobs which by the way carly considered each of these parts blue balling (laughs) i fucking did everybody had an orgasm and i was still like i no because there was it it was left unfinished Mm -hmm. in every part sandra did not see this she was like Mm -hmm. jesus christ they were all smoking hot and i'm like yeah no i'm not arguing that part i'm arguing that they 
I felt like I was being edged all the way through the whole series. I don't know. I edged. see and that. I don't see that. I don't see that in each of those oh. parts because they, they got what they, they got what they wanted. in. No, but it case. wasn't, it wasn't everywhere. Like it was left weird at the end of every, every, it was involvement. left weird. But if you talk about just the act, the act part, but the act is, have I not just spent seven <laughs> pages yelling that the act is not the be all and end all? No, I know, but I'm saying in terms of like, if we're talking about just blue balling it, no, I, I don't think no. you can consider that. Okay. Okay. I had emotional blue balls. Okay. Not better. physical blue balls. I had emotional better. blue balls. Better. Better. But if emotional you, blue balls. If you haven't read West or you haven't listened to Sandra's, or you, you know, you haven't listened to Sandra's um narration, why, first of all, the only pass I will give you is if you're waiting for part four to come out so you can listen to them all together. But otherwise, why? Yeah, I'm working. I'm working on that. That's a long one. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. No pressure. But we start off with part one. It's all from Sam's POV, and we are gonna get dreamer onto the podcast and discuss this with her as well but we start it's all from sam's pov of pining for dean and we have part one we have um an exchange of hand jobs and then we have part two which is in shower. The shower, shower in the shower with um after a hunt and they're in the shower and um dean jerks off sam um fingers him and uh, I think just like rubs off on his ass or something. But mm-hmm. everyone has an orgasm. And apparently that's the only fucking important thing. Everybody has an <laughs> orgasm. Part three. <laughs> Part three is someone makes a comment in a bar about Sam's pretty mouth, which is, I think it's, I, it's one of my favorite things that she went with Sam's mouth instead of Dean's mouth. Because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, Dean's mouth is the cliche. Yeah. Uh, and so blowjobs occur. I think, I think. I think only Dean blows Sam or Sam blows Dean. I don't know if it's exchanged, but that is a blowjob. And there's also rimming. Make sure we say that out also loud is, because yeah, <laughs> apparently like we can't say that. <laughs> apparently, I was like, trouble. yeah, well, maybe maybe that's just a natural <laughs> progression of a blowjob for gay men. And apparently, that's not how that is. Mm-hmm. Dreamer fucking pissed herself when she listens to that episode. So I forget who rims who, but somebody does. Sam rims Dean. Right there we go. Yeah. Sam blows Dean. Sam rims Dean. I can't remember if Sam blows Dean. Uh, if Dean blows Sam back, Dean, I think blows Sam. But I can't now. I, I'm trying to think if I think it's a hand Confuse job it. for Confuse. Dean mm. in the middle of it, or he might. Yeah, but there's no Dean. Dean does. Yeah, because Sam goes up to him, and then he does a thing, and then they kiss after. Yeah, because there's exchange of yeah. fluids in, in the yeah. in, in the mouth region. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was pretty sure that Sam was like kneeling up over Dean. Mm-hmm. But then that scene occurs in a different favorite fic of mine, and I wasn't sure uh, I was okay. confusing it. Gotcha, gotcha. So there are blowjobs, there is rooming, there is hand jobs, there is a kiss, mm-hmm. and then Sam runs. Yeah. Sam runs. Yeah, Sam runs. Yeah, Sam runs that time. Yep. And then in part four. Um, Dean's like, hey, let's watch a porno. <laughs> it's you know, like it's very Dean. It's very, very Dean. Um, and there's kind of like start like acting along to the porno. And then Sam makes a reference to how this is just sex. Dean gets really upset. Dean leaves. Um, uh, then there's a phone call where they're like, I love you, you fool. Dean comes back, they finally fuck. It's cute as balls, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason that I wanted to discuss this is not so much that there is no aftercare, although there is no aftercare. They're very much like everyone's orgasmed. Now we move. There is no communication. There is no. It's very much we don't talk about this. 
And I think it's interesting to look at that because as we move, not so much part one, but we see where Sam's mental state is a little bit after part one. But from part two rolling into part three, rolling into part four, we can see the the impact of these we don't talk about it sexual encounters and the impact that they're having on Sam and how, you know, anxious and stressed and really struggling at certain points. Yeah. It's, you know, how this lack of, you know, care afterwards, how it can impact, you know? So I I think this is where we get, when it comes to the boys and their relationship being so very twisty and tangled, I see, and again, it's amazing that Dreamer did it all from Sam's POV because it leaves the it leaves you hanging and not knowing, but you can tell. I think you could see Dean struggling with it too, and I mm. think there's moments of him like he goes after him after he leaves. He waits a little while, but he goes after him to bring him back in to get him inside to undress him for bed to put him in to put him in bed, you know, and like there's mm. but there's there's like again like you said there's this barrier to going a one step beyond it where it would be correct and they would be talking and they would be, I don't think you could have the West series without that struggle. Right. So that yeah. becomes the whole, the whole thing of it of like, when are they going to finally just talk about what it is that they're doing and do it the right way. And then I think that's when you get the final ending scene of them together and doing all of the things when they put down their guard with the communication with the consent, with all of the things that are going on that they're talking about it. I find the last one, cause I'm, like I said, I got to the halfway point. I got to chapter one of the four part one, unless I can't resist. And it's the part where they're ready to go. Like it comes to the point where Sam's like, just do it, just do it. And Dean's like, you know, you want me like, I'm, I'm going in, I'm going in. Are you sure? Are you sure Sam? Like, are you sure this is what you want? And then mm-hmm. it's the flip on the dime where it becomes more about the expectation that both of them have is not on the same page. And that Dean thinks he could be sort of like, if you talk about the Dom sub situation, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the Dom is just expected to be that person that gets the things done that the other person needs. And then Dean ends up running off because he's like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I think it's this, it's a struggle. I think it's, I think it's definitely a good representation of maybe like, how it's just not quite tied up in a bow. Cause even after the shower scene, there's still a little bit of care after that. Like there's that, you know how they are when they start ripping mm-hmm. each other and stuff like that. So it's like, they're trying to get back to that place of normal for them, which is anything but normal. So it's like, I think you see a little bit of that each step, but it's not fully addressed the way it needs to be. I think until the very end, which I'm very much looking forward to reading and preparing myself for a two hour sexy <laughs> but yeah that's um i think i think that's that is a good good example of how it just needs to go a couple more steps beyond it to be perfect and mm. that's their struggle but yeah, yeah yeah i definitely see that 
Yeah. And I mean, if, of course, we are talking about these are these are in canon. So we are talking about we need mm-hmm. therapy Winchesters. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as in canon as they can be when they're fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit at you. But the, the, it's, it is set in canon, you know, within the series. So we are talking about Sam and Dean Weenie therapy Winchester. Mm-hmm. But it's I just think it's it's such a good example of what can happen, how how it can go like out of control a little bit too yeah Yeah. without that communication because like Mm -hmm. i said we see sam reach reach a breaking point kiss dean and then and then run Mm -hmm. and then again sam sam's thought process is that he's fucked it up Mm -hmm. and then so the next time that dean comes on to him and he's like yeah whatever it's just sex right Mm-hmm. And then that's Dean's break point because he was like, I thought you fucking got it. Like you kissed me. I I thought we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is just sex? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's how good, how good it is afterwards when, when, when they've had a conversation, but it's, I, di- I didn't want, I didn't want to bring a fic to this and go, this is a terrible example of aftercare because right. no, again, there is, there's, there's no right way to do it. Right. But I, I was glad that I could bring something here and go, okay, this is not strictly within the realms of what I've been talking about, but this is what it can look like Yeah. if you don't take these steps, you know, if you don't. And it's not even, like, West wouldn't be West without that angst. It's what makes it so great. But even just, they didn't even need to talk. If there'd just been a little bit more connection mm. in between, I think it would be a very different story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it wouldn't be West, but it, it would have been a very different situation. And if we were talking about Sam and Dean as real people, mm-hmm. just that even just that little bit of connection. I mean, talk, communicate. Jesus Christ, that's like stone one. Yeah, but it yeah. would have ju- it would have just been so so much different and easier mm-hmm. on Sam, and of course by turn Dean. But we're not we're not in Dean's head to know yeah to know his headspace. We only have his words. But it's just. It's just a good, a good, a good study, I guess, yeah, yeah. of where it can be if you don't do those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. I brought yeah, draws out, draws out the, draws out the angst for them too. You know, to a point where it gets to be unbearable, and like you said, they reach breaking points and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we brought, I brought some fix that do aftercare really well. And then I just I just wanted to balance it out with not bad aftercare, but just what you know what can happen mm-hmm. if you if you don't take the time and make the space for that kind of stuff when you are able, of course. Casual hookups, even with your brother, do not work out the way they should. All the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't even you can't even casual hook up with your brother without somebody catching feelings. Jesus Christ, this these kids out here catching feelings all over the place. So mm. with that, uh, we're at the end of my document. I'm done. So there are links to all of the works that have been described. I have links to what is sexual aftercare, self-aftercare for subs, uh, aftercare tips for your dominant, the importance of aftercare and what sub drop is. And I know I needed to put in how to like have like a like a aftercare kit, if you will. <laughs> we have come to the end of my mammoth seven page document and it didn't take as long as we fucking thought it no, would. Oh good. I'm glad. I'm glad it yeah. didn't. I was really worried. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I'm like, this could be really long. Yeah. She was she was concerned. She was yeah. concerned. But as as I said earlier on, there's this is pretty, you know, this was not 
me kind of exploring the nuances with you guys. This was kind of just me imparting information to you. I like there wasn't much of a discussion to be had around the the nuances and the ways that you can play with this mm-hmm. in the same way that there was. I mean, y'all have probably listened to consent now. That's long because that really factors a lot into real life as opposed mm-hmm. to just in fic. This mm-hmm. was more just like a I needed something this, this was me not being able to finish my fic without without doing this little <laughs> bit. This is me like going, no, it's not done. But I think aftercare for fact versus fiction. So that's yeah that's, that's appropriate. Very that's appropriate it. We, I I had to have some aftercare for you guys. I've beaten you over the head for a mm-hmm. couple of episodes now. <laughs> um so this is as we said right at the beginning this is the the third part of the trilogy this is the end part of my little what are we going to call it little brief brief foray into the world of BDSM and kink mm-hmm. and all those good things so if anything has come up in any of these three episodes that you would like more information on or you would like me to cover in more depth or just something you think you would find funny to hear me yell about, <laughs> hit us up because I will do these episodes on whatever you guys want to know. Whatever Sandra wants to know, or whatever Dreamer wants to know, if I think of anything I want to know, there's some still some stuff on the list. If you guys, if there's if there's something you see in fic all the time that you're like, I don't fucking really like that, hit me up mm-hmm. and I'll go and I'll do some research and write a disgustingly long document about it that will freak Sandra out (laughs) but in order for you to let me know what you want me to cover Sandra you gotta let them know where they can find us okay well thank you Carly I just wanted to say thank you before we wrap up thank you for all of the all the notes and all of the all of the work on this but yes if you want to reach out to us you can email us at idlinginthepala at gmail.com you can comment on Spotify and use the Q&A section to share your thoughts all our contact details are on our website idlinginthepala.com go check it out yes check out the website Woo! don't forget to like comment share follow and subscribe wherever you access your podcast but especially if you are listening or watching on youtube it really helps us with the algorithm in the description as always there will be the current causes that we are championing just a quick rundown because they're getting real fucking important at the moment so i have a us and a uk based lgbtq plus charity that can put you in touch with people to talk to if that is something that you need there are information about voting and state things and what you might need and how to keep yourself appraised of what is happening because as we know 2024 is an election year and it's a jump to the left guys not a step to the right so make sure you keep yourself informed voting and arm yourself with facts. That is the best way that we're going to affect any kind of change in this mad, mad world that we live in. And I have no doubt over the coming months, a whole heap of election laws and fuckery will occur. So try and keep yourself ahead of the information there. There are links to do that. And most crucially at the moment, we are championing two charities that are on the ground, both in the Ukraine helping with the people affected by the um, unlawful invasion of the Ukraine by Russia and also in the ground, on the ground in Gaza, um, helping people that are affected by the Israel-Hamas conflict. So we are championing, highlighting uh, World Central Kitchen 
and Doctors Without Borders. Obviously, World Central Kitchen is helping to feed people and Doctors Without Borders is helping to give medical care to those that need it. And we are not about to make the Israel-Hamas conflict political in any way. I don't care who you side with, who you think is in the right. There are innocent people that are trapped in Gaza, you know, and children. I don't want to be like only children count or anything, but there are children that are trapped there. They didn't ask for this. Innocent people that have nothing to do with Hamas, do not want war. They are trapped there. They are starving. They have no way to leave. They need help. This is not political. This is humanitarian. If you can help World Central Kitchen or Doctors Without Borders to keep helping the people, you know, Ukraine is still being unlawfully invaded by Russia. It's just not getting any fucking attention anymore. So if you can help them, keep helping people. And of course, they help all over the globe as well, not just in these big conflicts. That would be amazing. Same with all the other charities and things in the description. If you can help them keep helping other people, that would be incredible. But if you need their help, that is what they are there for. So all the links down in the description. And if you want a bit more background on them, you can check out idlingintheimpala.com because we have a whole page of why we have chosen these charities. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat. And we will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.